and welcome back again to the Church of Heavy Metal. I am the Reverend Dangerously. With me, as always, are Doctor 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 David Pizzo and the Chicken Slaughterer Tracy Newports. My friends, my countrymen, how are you doing? <laughs> doctor Doctor, reporting for duty. I'm ready to talk about some Portuguese sadness metal. Uh, that is an apt description. So before we get into talking about this oh shit tracy's already coming at us well i'm coming at being kind of bring it because you know we had a negative on gear card gear card and obviously that was not enough metal so you picked this one yep and after hearing this i feel like you need to go see a therapist about your stockholm syndrome with paradise lost because you couldn't get more paradise lost than a new album so you wouldn't found our brother to then be with instead uh, actually i just picked the first metal album that i saw that came out in february <laughs> oh so they are like paradise lost a band that's put out a, between six and seven hundred albums so which stunned me when i look at the discography i was like holy <laughs> shit guys yeah. yeah this is their 13th studio album yeah as a matter of fact hermitage uh released on February 26th of 2021 through Napalm Records has a runtime of 52 minutes and 24 seconds. The line up on Hermitage is Pedro Peaxio on keyboards and songwriting, Fernando Ribeiro on vocals and lyrics, Ricardo Amorim on guitars, also one of the songwriters, Eris Pereira on bass, and Hugo Ribeiro on drums. Their producer for this was Fernando Ribeiro. So the vocalist. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. Yeah, I probably fucked some of those up because it's Portuguese, not it's Spanish. Portuguese. But... Well, it's Spanish it adjacent. Right. I mean, it's close, but it's still probably not the best. <laughs> it's good yeah. enough for government work. Mm, I don't know. Well, anyway, it, it's as good as my hillbilly ass is going to get. So This may be the first Portuguese metal I've heard unlike brazilian metal metal which i've heard a shit ton of but portugal proper this may be my first dive into that and we also not to give it away we're talking about a spanish band uh coming soon that was also part of this week's homework so, so there was we, a lot of iberian metal this week yeah. and, and the Rammstein album we're gonna be talking about was recorded in spain it all comes together yeah the circle of iberian metal Circle of Iberian metal. Just me getting murdered by guys that are on my own side while Orwell writes in his journal. <laughs> the Stalinists uh, shoot me in the back of the skull. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there's not a Guernica. Maybe that's going to be the new 1914 album or some shit. It will be a I mean, too far ahead. But The previous Moonspell album is literally a concept album of a fucking earthquake that admittedly was really really bad the 1755 quake that's just like flattened lisbon um but it makes the whole album like i listened to a tiny bit of it's like this sounds like an earthquake it's very different than this actually uh, and i didn't get back further in their catalog so i actually don't know how all their shit sounds so i'm not going to do what tracy did and say <laughs> you know when you hear a moonspell album you just know what you're getting like i don't know that for sure yeah <laughs> well to be fair the only thing that i'd heard from them before was like their first album Wolfheart back in the mid 90s um and i remember it being gothic metal but 
I didn't go back and re-listen to it before we recorded tonight, so I don't know if my memory is serving or if I'm just associating like the gothic doom stuff that I heard on this with that one. It's possible that it could be a transference there. But this is also kind of a concept album because this is an album writ large about fucking climate change. So Yeah, it is. Ugh. Which is going to annihilate most of their country. I mean, they have some pretty mountains, but all the shit where people live is not there. Dang. Yeah, that's intense. Sorry, go ahead. What are you going to say, Chase? Well, I was going to say, you know, this is one of the bands that we've have apparently have a very long history of doing albums that none of us have really ever heard of, except for Ben. And it's, that's one thing I really enjoy by doing this podcast is that we're finding these al- these bands that have, like, this deep background that n- we have no experience with, and it's also allowing us to kind of explore these untreaded depths more broadly. Yeah, no, that's true. That's one of the good things about it is finding stuff that either is classic that we haven't listened to in a while or stuff that uh, some of us have never heard of before. So I do enjoy that about this. And, the kindling and Old Flames. The Kindling Old Flames. I don't know if I'd go that far. Cause I, obviously, if I only listened to the one album, I, I was not like head over wow. heels about this band in the mid-90s. I remember it being good, but I just, that wasn't my musical taste at the time. Well, I was just referring to us bringing David, not quite kicking and screaming into like, hey, you don't really listen to metal anymore, so we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. I mean, I listened to Clutch and I listened to Lamb of God, but I didn't, I didn't really <laughs> listen to new metal. Yeah, it's about and to say, that, it was probably you didn't fun. listen to new music of the metal variety that much. Yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't keeping up with new shit. Because I would see it and I was just, you're out of your element, Donnie. I'd be like, I don't know, what the, who the fuck are the Knutsons? <laughs> I just wouldn't even know what I was looking at. <laughs> Yeah, and if I was going to listen to a bit of metal, like driving or in a bunker or in a firefight, I was going to make sure it was something I could rely on, like a 1911. <laughs> and that's you know, now, now you have something to die for, like that. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, this album is sad. Maybe see it. It's not great, <laughs> and I get it. Lisbon is six feet above sea level, and two million people metro, and that fucker's gone, and it's. I think it's like a third of the people that live in the entire country, but like, and they like everyone else will figure it out, but shit, man, it's heavy. They seem to like disaster stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And all these guys are really good at what they do in this album. They all have a very distinctive, like, let's see. They all do a pretty good job of like instruments being distinctive within the music, but all tying together really well. Well, yeah, I mean, play for sure. Yeah. They've been at it for a while. Yes, <laughs> They're well practiced. So they should be. And I don't know if this is all the original members of the band or not. I didn't look at that little Venn diagram thing or the little chart thing that's usually on. Um, I did. What's the term over? Let's see. The singer's the same. Where is that? Let's go down. Where are you? Uh, no, not much, actually. It, uh, there's some bassist turnover, but just what everyone else is the same. Fucking bassist. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, I know this is an extreme case. It's certainly not Fear Factory, which is like yeah. a day in for done. Uh, other than their basis <laughs> rotating from like 95 to the present day, it's all the same people. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's cool. A lot of cohesion there, which I think you can really tell in the playing and the songwriting. Because I mean, it, I think, and I might be a little bit in the bag for doing more than I thought I was, but um, I really enjoyed this despite the fact that it is kind of depressing but i mean it's not the first time we've talked about climate change in an album 
I refer you back to the Ocean Collective episodes. So, and this is just a different take on it. This is not, I won't say it's not quite as angry, which I was about to say, but it's angry in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's looking at it with a lot more trepidation than I think the Ocean Collective did. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not very much good at picking up on lyrics and I was lazy and didn't go look them up. But just so discussing like the vocalist as like an instrument within the music, it suits really well for everything that's going on. And like he sits there, you know, kind of there just slowly up front above everything else. Like he's not like, here's the main focus on the vocalist and here's the instruments are drawn back for behind it. You actually have much more of a... Uh, a grouping and pairing where everything just kind of meshed really well together that you see in bands that are very well produced and know what they want to do. It's about to say, considering the vocalist produced it, he did not dominate the mix, which is not (laughs) always the case when a vocalist produces the album. So shall we talk about songs or does anyone have anything else? They want I to say simply about them? wanted to do a very brief dramatic reading of their previous album titles okay. to really get a, get across how into doom you are. So before Hermitage was 1755 about a fucking earthquake. The album before that was extinct. So the album before that was Alpha Noiro Mega White. Before that was Night Eternal. Uh, before that was Memorial. Before that was The Antidote. Uh, Darkness and Hope, The Butterfly Effect, uh, Sin Pecado, ir- Irreligious, and Wolfheart. They seem to have a bit of a theme going on there. They do, and that theme is your fucked, Tracy. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk about some songs. It was very Paradise Lost, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah. that made me happy. I like Paradise Lost now. So yeah. it was, you know, it was, like their, <laughs> it was like their cousins. Yeah, that's why I was joking about Ben having Stockholm Syndrome and wanting to get revisit paradise lost but not having not having the number so i went with the second best thing that's that's a lot like paradise lost but i mean and i say that not in a sense that they're like derivative per se though i guess maybe they are i don't know but that they both the sort of mood they're creating and the atmosphere stuff they do but also just how good they are at playing together i mean that's the thing about paradise lost too even when they shit something out half conscious i mean they're paradise lost so I feel like these guys are similar in terms of just, you know, a lot of continuity in terms of personnel, very good at playing their fucking instruments, very clear on exactly how they want us to be sad. And it, it seemed to work. I felt sad. Yeah, that's what I would say, too, is that it more fits into a, for lack of a better term, a gloom four as opposed to the big four thrash in that mm-hmm. you... I'm sure they've toured together and been on some bills, especially in Europe together and all that stuff. Um, so I don't think that they're derivative of each other. They're just in the same genre. That's my guess yeah. too. Especially since I, you know, I know just from listening to this album, the previous one, they've made some changes. And we know now, don't we, Tracy, that Paradise Around, Paradise Lost just fucked around and was all over the place. Yeah. Here's our, our new wave place. album. One of these days, but oh, Mel. One of these days, I'm never gonna. One of these days, I will live that up and find a band that's like, Hey, you get what you want of these guys after hearing the first time. And hmm, we need to do more cataclysm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you I'm know what you're getting. 
I mean, I kind of feel that way about a lot of bands I love too, like Fear Factory. I know there's going to be robots tearing me in half. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But the songs, Songs. some of the ones I thought, I thought great, the greater good is a good opener. Common Prayers is solid. I actually think they're all solid. Yeah. I even enjoy the instrumentals on the album, which is not always the case. I think choosing to have an instrumental as an outro, which they did with City Quitter, is an interesting choice that often you don't see bands choosing from. Um, The Hermit Saints is pretty good. Those are the ones that really stood out to me. Well, for me, I think I enjoyed the first half up through Entitlement more than the back half, but they're all really strong, but I think that First, the greater good, common prayers, all or nothing, hermitage, entitlement, and really solitarian as well. Those all, I think, are a great like front half of for an album. I agree that all these songs are pretty good, but my just about my favorite song on there is towards the end. What is it? A pop figmata, and I don't know what the fuck that means. I should have looked it up. I'm sure it's something horrible involving me being dead, but it's a cool song. It's just a cool ass song that always. Uh, if I was walking or whatever I was doing, it would sort of seize my attention. I think it and without rule are actually pretty good. Intro at the end, excuse me, outro at the end, meh. I, you know, I'm not going to write my write my kids about it. Yeah. But. That uh, a pop thigmata. Yeah, a pop a, a pop thigmata. I believe a pop thigmata. Did you look it up? No, I don't know. No, but that one has a very like opeth sound to it as well. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up. It is apparently the plural for apothem, apothegum, which is a abbreviated title of several collections of aphorisms, adages, and maxims. Proverbs. The apothegum of Delphi. Plutarchus. Okay. Okay. I mean, again, if you're going to do some shit about an earthquake with a, all in Portuguese with a Latin chorus, like that's, that's the title <laughs> track on that album. Discuss implications. Yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like we all liked most. I mean, that's most of these songs. Yeah. So. Should we grade it? Let's grade it. Ben, so this is your pick. You want to lead us off? I will lead us off, but I want to say something about the album that we were supposed to be doing, which is the Nick Van Gisbergen album. That album is beautiful. Nick has one of the best voices in all of music. I suggest you go listen to it. The only reason that I decided to pull an audible and change it out is there. there's not even any distorted guitar on the album. So, it, And as the guy who's like, well, is this metal? I could not in good consciousness bring that to the table um, after having listened to it. I mean, I knew that it was going to be more accessible than just a metal album. Hence why I made the comment about people being able to dunk on me. And if you want to dunk on me for switching out the selection feel free to but there wasn't other than the fact that she was in some metal bands at one time there was nothing metal about that album with that said for this album this is an incredibly competent band that has been playing a long time are masters of their craft and if you are into doom you're probably going to like it a little bit more than i did but i'm going to give it a solid b because there's nothing bad about it it's not an offensive runtime. they do a good job mixing things up as far as length of songs and all of that and how they had them layered in there. And it's really enjoyable. Uh, I'm going to give it a B as well. I'm going to give it a high B. Uh, I like Paradise Lost, so I kind of like this. 
Uh, it's grim as shit. I mean, the cover of the album, which we didn't talk about, is somebody walking on water with a city under that water behind them. And I love this. I have to add this quote I read in one review. We know that we are entering the final years of our career as musicians, the winter of our lifetime. I'm like, oh, shit, Fernando. So that's sort of where their mentality is. They're like, you know, they're done. But this album is a B, tending towards a B plus. And I'm under the same with you guys, B, tending towards a B plus. But high B, it's just really well done. Pretty good. And nothing sticks out as horrible and it's all solid work overall what are we doing next tracy next we are doing david's pick for the month of february in products of hate you brought this war kenosha lamb of god okay don't tell him i said that (laughs) before before we close out this episode just in case i because i know tracy did uh i wanted to give the opportunity for either of you to speak about Enigma and Giersbergen if you wanted. I mean, granted, I know I'm not known as the uh, not metal listener, but I listened to it in preparation for before Ben called the Audible, and I really enjoyed what I heard. It's really well done. Yeah, it's, it's got pretty. a nice sound to it. Like, I would recommend, to my, recommend it to my wife, but she, half the time, it's gotten to the point where anytime I recommend anything to her, she says no because I have a very... Uh, metal focus aspect of music i need to circle back and listen to it i listened to a couple of songs and then bits and we were doing it and i was like well we're done because <laughs> I, I started with i just you know ain't no time of the day brother so because I, I was already i was doing um on hellas apatrida super hard already and so i hadn't pivoted to that so yes i was in, I was in thrash country brother and then you're like well you don't have to go to this place that isn't thrash i'm like fine then i won't what to do well you did have to go to some place that wasn't thrash you just didn't have to go quite as far yeah i didn't have to go quite the distance i traveled was not quite as far indeed indeed Indeed. it was just to portugal it's just across the (laughs) across the mountains all right well thank you everybody for listening let us know what you think if you want to or if you don't uh we appreciate your support anyway and we'll catch you next time Underdome Metal Review, sir.